Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, happy Thursday. No, I'm sorry, Tuesday. No, I'm jumping ahead. Happy Tuesday, August the 1st. We're into the month of August. Blessings to you all. Uh, welcome to Elijah Streams. I am Steve Schultz, your host. Co-founded both the Elijah List and Elijah Streams with my wife starting 26 years ago. Um, and uh, we continually bring you the voice of the prophets and it just kind of gets better and better, doesn't it? So welcome to the broadcast. I'm so excited that you're here. And uh, we're going to bring in Nathan French. He's um, he's always fun. You never know where we're going to go in the conversation. And he, he loves to hear the voice of the Lord. Uh, very excited. He's just very excited about things that are happening. So we'll bring him in in just a moment. A quick reminder that David Herzog will be with us tomorrow. Also the same thing. Words of knowledge, flows in the spirit. And you'll notice more and more, uh, all of our guests have that thing in common. They love flowing with the spirit to the last person, uh, or the regular prophetic. And then when we do prophets and patriots, then that's a different story where we're hearing more of the political side. So very excited, very exciting time. So uh, let's see, we're going to go ahead and uh, remind you of the great work you are doing that, that God is so grateful for as you're drilling these wells for these uh, very wonderful people. So let's run that right now. By giving towards clean water in Uganda, you are impacting thousands of lives. Praise the Lord. I am so happy. I've been blessed. As a pastor, I've spent 34 years on this village. When I got saved, God touched me to, and told me to preach the word of God through action. I've been fetching water for old people, for the elderly. I wanted to make sure that they get water. There's been a lot of suffering. They've been fetching water from very far places and the water has been bad. But today, we have seen God. I thank God and I thank you people. God bless you. Together, we can continue to bring clean water to the people in Uganda, Africa. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. Or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue, Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. Every one of those wells changes lives. You know, you see that water flowing and you think, oh, that's neat. They got a hose or something. No, this is the this is a well for the whole village that they all go to and fill up. And, and it's literally, literally changing their lives. We're up to about 170 wells, uh, one at a time. We're drilling wells. And thank you so much for, for doing it. They call them boreholes. We call them wells. But the, 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 the meaning is exactly the same. It's a life-changing freshwater well that they have never had in their villages all throughout this area in Uganda. So thanks so much for your part in that. All right, time to bring in Nathan Prince. So here we go. Mr. Nathan French is in his car today. What, where are you? What state are you in? I'm in Washington. I'm in Washington. I'm out, out in Cleelum today. Where? In Cleelum. It's a little city uh, outside of uh, Ellensburg. Okay. 
Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, it's so good to have you here now. I know you're going to jump in in a minute and talk about France and some of that. But before we do that, give us kind of an update on Awaken the Planet, your tent revivals, and people, because I know a bunch of people sewed into that. So kind of give yeah. us a report on that. Well, first of all, it was a great event. It was, I think it was by far the best Awaken the Planet event we've ever done. We try to do one major stadium type event every year. Um, and then we plan to bring Awaken the Planet to many other nations. I've been speaking with leaders in Brazil and uh, in Canada uh, oh. to do Awaken the Planet Brazil, Awaken the Planet Canada. So there will be a lot of things coming. Um, you know, even um, we, we have plans to, to bring it up over in, into uh, Alaska. So, you know, we're, we're talking with leaders, we're, we're planning, we're putting dates together. And as soon as we um, officially uh, launch the Awaken the Planet, like for Asia or for Arizona, um, we'll, we'll make mention of it so people will know. But man, Steve, we just started back up doing tent revivals at the Ocean Building in Ocean City. And man, the community is coming alive. And there's actually no church in Ocean City and so we're, you know, we're teetering around. Do we launch a church in Ocean City with our new building? Because remember, we bought the school by the grace of God. It's just been paid off, which is a miracle. But if you remember the story, if if um, if you didn't hear the story, it was simple. It was like God just spoke to me and said, leave tomorrow morning. And um, I want to show you a property. You know, so I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? Lord just said, um, you know, leave tomorrow morning, go down to the ocean. And so I told my wife, I have to leave in the morning to go to the ocean. And she says, why? And I said, well, God said he wanted to show me a building, a property. And she goes, well, we don't want a building down there. We, you know, we need a building for our church in Tacoma because we're renting our, our building in Tacoma. And I said, I know, sweetie, but, you know, God wants me to go down to the ocean tomorrow morning. So I'm just going to see what he wants. He didn't tell me anything else. So she said, okay, you know, she's kind of knows the drill, you know, you know, you don't always know what God's up to until yeah. you follow the instruction that he's already given you. And so many people miss it because they're not really doing the thing that he's asking because they're waiting for more information. And God's actually withholding certain information, keeping it concealed for us to step out in faith so he can reveal it when you understand his ways. And so I just got on the road and started driving the next morning to the ocean. Just before I got down there, the Lord said, call your uncle and ask him about the property. So I called him and I said, Hey, do you know about a property just came available? God told me to tell you, you know, that I'm coming down to see a property that you supposedly know about. He goes, well, just yesterday, the school came available for ocean city, the elementary school. And God told me to tell you about it. And I haven't had a chance to call you yet. Wow. So wow. and now you're going to just show up. He said, that's amazing. He goes, I'll take you right over and show it to you. So I went out on the property. I'm looking at it. I'm like, wow, this looks great. And a lot of work. It's going to need a lot of love. We got to put a roof on it and paint it and asbestos abatement. And we're working on all this stuff, you know. And all I could see in that in that field, Steve, was a, a big white revival tent. And really? so I was excited about it. Like in the spirit, I knew God wanted me to put up a big white revival tent. So I just asked God to give me one. And uh, it was supernatural how it came together. But God told me to make an offer. And so we, I said, well, Lord, how am I going to pay for it? Usually if you make an offer, you have the money to buy. Right. And the Lord said, you got to, you know, just step out and believe me in faith. So I put in an offer when I didn't have the money yet. And then the Lord, once I put in the offer full price, to purchase because I asked, how am I going to buy it if I don't have the money? 
And he said, those who don't have come and buy. And my response to the Lord was, how do I buy if I don't have? And he said, <laughs> and, he, and he said, faith, faith, that's how you're going to do it. And so I was, I was like, okay, you know, so I, I put in a full price offer. Lord says, call this guy. I called this guy and I said, brother, God told me to tell you about what I'm doing with this purchasing of a school. And I said, I, I can't do it alone. I said, but I'd love to do it with you as my friend Ken. And uh, and he goes, Nathan, God just told my wife and I we're going to be buying schools. Really? Yeah. Really? And, and he goes, so now you're telling me you want me to go in on this with you to do it. He goes, I, we would love to. And so anyway, we ended up putting the deal together. It came together. Now the thing's paid off in, a, in less than a year. It's paid in full, the school. So now we own a 19,000 square foot facility in a desperately, uh, it, it, that area is desperately in need of revival. The churches down there are not really moving in the Holy Spirit. There might be one or two in the whole area that would I would say, you know, possibly follows the spirit, but most of them don't at all follow the spirit of God. And so here we are, we set up, oh, by the way, I asked God for a tent. So then I, I said, Lord, I need a tent. If you want me to start doing tent meetings, we'll start doing revival for this area. Um, but I need somebody to give me a tent. So this guy calls me and says, hey, Nathan, I have a revival tent. And God told me to tell you about it. And I go, are you wanting to donate it to me or you want me to buy it? What do you, what do you want to do? He said, no, I need to sell it because I need to buy another one. Because in Florida, to ship it is 10 grand. And he goes, I, I really need about 10 grand for it, but it's brand new. And I said, well, I'm believing God for one. If he wants me to buy yours, he just needs to give me 10 grand. So this lady calls and says, Nathan, God told me to give you 10 grand. And so I was like, praise the Lord. So, so I bought the revival tent. We put it up in the field. It's been up ever since, Steve. How and long has it been getting, up, Nathan? How long? It, it's been up for like three months. Okay. And we've been having revival meetings down there. And as soon as God told me to start, I started. And we've been rotating the pulpit, rotating the worship. Um, people are coming out of the woodwork. Some people are coming from great distance to get to the tent. Other states, um, I'm sure soon we'll be seeing people from other nations. So, you know, Waking the Planet, we had many from other nations. It really was about the whole you know, planet. You know, i got to tell you this. When you told me that, how long ago did you buy that property? About a oh, year we ago? bought it a year ago. Yeah, a year well, ago. So when you told that, even on the air, and I'm still getting to know you. I've known, It's been a couple years now that we've known each other, two and a half, something like that. Yeah. And so I don't know your history. I don't know how often you go out flying. You know, the term is just that half, you know, half planned or whatever. And so I thought, man, I know you just told that story in the air, but are you one? Is he going to be one of those guys that just gets himself in over his head because he believes something ridiculous and then he gets caught and then there's no money and then this? But you absolutely have told this audience a real story where God not only provided the financing and but that he's basically, you know, people say, okay, now we got to work for a couple of years to get the, st the school uh, ready before we can have anything. And the Lord says, nothing doing. We're going to have a, a tent revival. He is almost as if he needed the land more than he needed the school, right? Now. Yeah, so, I was I was more excited about the land than the school because I saw that revival tent. And I mean, I knew that, that God said that the church has left the building. It's like we need buildings when the weather's bad. But it's not about the building. It's about us, the people of God, being the church, the hands and feet of Jesus, and bringing that message of, of hope that you can live 
uh, in victory. You can live in freedom. You know, you don't have to have a form that denies the power. You know, we opened up the tent opening night. Um, there was a local pastor um, who had heard about the tent because somebody told me his worship leader was good. And, and I thought, well, I'll call him and invite him if he wants to lead worship. So I called this guy, Paul, and I said, hey, um, if you want, you can lead worship for our tent. We're doing an opening uh, night for revival, um, tent revival in Ocean City by Ocean Shores. And he goes, well, I live down there. And he goes, I'd have to ask my pastor if it would be okay if I came in and sang for you guys. And so I go, okay, well, you know, whatever, you know. So he, he asked his pastor and and his pastor said, well, is, are they going to promote the church or whatever? And so he... um the pastor granted permission and then he came to the tent and some of their people came and um, he did a great, this man did a great job. Paul did a great job leading worship and, uh, and it, it was fun. You know, we, we had a good time, but that pastor was kind of like um, folding his arms and kind of had his nose in the air. It was like, he didn't really like us. And I didn't know what, what that was. I asked the Lord what that was. And the Lord says, it's, it's a Pharisee spirit. It's a, it's a religious spirit that's operating. So it's an antichrist spirit. And then I thought, well, what do you want me to do, Lord? And the Lord said, well, just pray for him, you know, and just bless him and just, you know, enjoy yourself. So then the next time we met in the tent, um, his, his worship leader was forbidden from oh. coming to the tent because the, the pastor has been teaching. Uh, he's really a Baptist pastor, but it's a community church out in Ocean Shores. And this particular pastor is teaching that the gifts are not for today. So anybody who claims to hear God outside the Bible, he would consider a false prophet. So he got in front of his whole church on Mother's Day and, and called me a false prophet and forbid people from going to the tent and said that I was te a false teacher along with so many other great people. Um, and I thought, wow, that's sad. And uh, so he came hard against us. So then um, I said, well, what do you want me to do? And the Lord said, don't worry about that because he spoke against you. He actually spoke against me who sent you. And I'm going to have to deal with him now um, because he did that. So he said, you don't have to do anything. He said, all I want you to do, Nathan, is I want you to hire his worship leader. So I just offered the worship leader a job and an increase in pay and, and the opportunity to work less and, and enjoy, you know, his wow. life. And he was excited. He had me at his house and um, he agreed. And so he just came and uh, led worship for us at our main church there in Tacoma, Washington at wow. the rock. And I was like, bro, you did great. I was just texting him on the way here to talk with you here. And, and he said, man, he goes, I have never been in a service where there was so much love and so much joy. And he goes in the presence of God was making me cry. He said, he was, it was almost kind of hard to lead because I'm looking out there and the people are jumping and shouting and celebrating. It was like a party. He goes, I have never been in a church like this. And he goes, I'm so excited to be working with you. So like the oppression has lifted. Um, that man was being controlled. The, the pastor told him to come in front of the congregation and openly speak against me and say that the words I gave him, even though he said he was blown away by the words and the accuracy, um, his pastor made him tell everyone that my words were not from God. And so he was happy to get out of the control. And it's a sad thing, you know, when leaders, um, you know, are if fearful and, and controlling because that's rebellion. And well, you know, it's really interesting. And of course, I, I'm sure you'd be the first person to say we as believers that are full gospel or full spirit, whatever term you would put on it, you know, we know we're not called to come against the Baptist church and Methodist, no. but there is a truth 
that when other any any denomination says that you're you're teaching false doctrine, the reality is the reverse is true. They're teaching false doctrine. They're saying the Holy Spirit isn't active today. The gifts aren't for today. Miracles aren't for today. Tongues aren't for today. Healing's not for today. That's that's about as false doctrine as you can get. I'm not saying yeah. they're not saved, but that's let's, true. Let's let's call truth truth. It's you put it on their head. The the reality is they're preaching false doctrine when they yes. teach that stuff. So crazy. Yeah. But it's been amazing, and this guy just started with us, and we're so excited to have him on board. Of course, we needed another worship leader anyway because we're opening up this other location. So God's really moving, and I mean, I just I just feel so grateful. I'm grateful for you, Steve. I'm grateful for Elijah List. I'm, I'm thankful to hear the story about the plane. I don't know if you're going to tell about that, but that was amazing. And, you know, it's just like God is endless. He's supernatural. Uh, he doesn't fit in the box. He's unlimited, and he wants to use every person for his kingdom and glory. Well, you know, I'm getting, now that you, uh, you now I can't not talk about the plane. You just <laughs> okay. So people want will want to know. I've got my picture taken with it and all of that. We put up a little tiny airport up above us, eight miles from us. I found out later that there's a whole lot more activity going on at that airport than I had any idea. I thought this was this little thing. And it turns out it's very active, but they they show up in these, they've got a flight school and everything. Well, I didn't know about that. And the Lord put it on my heart. To, you know, when you gave it to me, you said, you, I think you even said it publicly, Steve, if you want to donate it on out to someone. I think you even said that on the show. It's, a so it's been about four or five months, something like that. And uh, finally, one day, it was like a specific day. I remember when it happened. I just said, I'm going to donate that plane. And and I and I had a picture in my head of a flight school that would need this plane, and I even told one of my staff members. I said that, uh, I'm going to donate it out, and I'm going to donate it to a flight school. And he said, Steve, I think you really should probably donate it to you know some ministry or something. I said, No, I'm seeing a flight school in my you know and, and uh, like you know flight club. It's not like a club after yeah. young pilots get their license and they're ready to fly they don't own a plane most of them there's no way to go fly airplanes so flight clubs or flying clubs are all over the place and this this provides them with a plane that they can rent and all a bunch of different recent students can now fly all the time so i you know i called up this the airport i met this guy one other time and I said, I'm thinking about donating this plane to something like a flight club and he goes can you hold on I'll, I'll get right back to you I mean, he just said, stop, I'll be right back. He didn't even let me finish the sentence. <laughs> he calls back just a short time later. And he says, okay, this guy wants the plane. It's, I said, really? I, this was like, he said, yeah. And, um, so the bottom line is the guy came over uh, to the house and we spent, I think, a couple hours. He tried to figure out who I am and what I'm doing. And and I don't think he's a believer yet. He's a pre-Christian. And by the way, I discerned it, but nice guy. And he said, well, why are you giving this to me? And I just said, "I well, it was donated to me, but I'm really not in a place I can use it yet. It's a high-performance plane. And even if I take flight lessons, I can't take it on that plane because you don't start on a high-performance plane. Yeah. So I just said, he told me I could donate it out, so I'm donating it. And he goes, what can I do for you? <laughs> I said, well, you, you know, you've done everything. But the bottom line is before it was done, my um, Michael Wilhelm, my uh, – tech guy was in the house with me and he's taking flight lessons and he says you know what he looks at my he says because he's donating this plane i'm going to give you 
a thousand dollars off of this and i think free access to that i don't know remember what it all was but he's offering my employer all these benefits my employee all these benefits and very very grateful turns out he's on the board of that airport thanks for listening the elijah streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner go to elijahstreams.com slash give you know and he had a bunch of contacts that i was looking into for uh, you know even further promotion of planes because you know we're both looking for the next level of planes as it turns out right aren't you kind of <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean when the lord when i was given the airplane i was so excited because i asked god for an airplane and when i got that plane i saw in the spirit a bag of golden seed um painted on the side of the door and i'm like what does that mean and the lord said it's a seed plane and i should have known what that meant but god said a seed is for sowing and then I was like, oh, so you want me to give the plane away? So I hadn't even taken my first flight in it. In fact, I fueled it up, cleaned it up, aired it up. I did basic stuff and went through and I was going to, you know, do some different things. I was going to paint it army green. And the Lord said, no, no, don't do that. Because remember, it's a seed plane. And so then I was like, okay, well, who do I give it to? So I waited for a year, Steve. Really? I paid, I paid to store it next to my house at the airport in Gig Harbor. And I waited for the Lord to give me the word on who it's supposed to go to. Well, it came from a guy, Steve. And then one day the Lord said, today on the show, you're going to give the plane to Steve. <laughs> and I'm like, it came from Steve. It's going to a Steve and it's a seed plane. So, so now I, I'm like expecting that God's about to give us an, another airplane. So you know what? God's going to give me an airplane. You're going to have another. You'll get a jet. I'll have a jet. And you know what? People will say, you shouldn't have a jet. But it's because you sowed a plane that wow. you're going to reap a plane and it'll be much better than the plane you release because that's how God is. It, he always gives us back bigger and better than what we release. It and totally anytime is. you sow, you begin to reap the same type of substance that you release. That's so I, I saw it with watches and I saw it with suits. I saw it with cars and I saw it now. Now I'm, I'm going to see it with planes. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter what the object is. Uh, and God will give us what we what we release um, is also released from heaven and then manifest from the spirit realm to the natural. I have no uh -oh. doubt that we'll both be sharing the story. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing is we lost we we gave away what I learned after I got the plane. I didn't know it was a high performance plane, but especially with that new prop and new engine. But the prop and yeah. the way. A 182 is considered a high performance. Showing yeah. takeoffs and landings and all that. He oh, yeah. said, when I donated, he said, that's the one kind of plane we needed. We needed a high performance plane. So God had that thing all worked out. Oh, yeah. I'm understanding the seed. You know, you understand it a lot more than I do. If you sow a high performance plane, you're probably going to get a higher performance plane. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're going to have a jet. You yeah. know what? We're, we're both going to have jets, Steve. And within a year, I bet you we're going to be on here doing another show, and we'll both be talking about how God supernaturally caused some persons to uh, release jets that wanted better jets. That's they want amazing. better jets. So they sow yeah. jet, they get a better jet. And, you know, it's like it's not even about a jet. Like one time I was talking to a lady about um, how I was given an airplane and then she w immediately went into this whole, I don't believe pastors should have planes and that's terrible. And who do they think they are? And I said, well, ma'am, I said, um, I just pledged to, to release my airplane. Um, so it's not really mine anymore. So is it okay if I give it away? Oh, well, yeah, that's okay.
oh, that's okay. And then I was like, well, okay, so she has a problem with me having one that was given to me that I asked God for. And then, but she, she had no problem with me giving it away. Giving it to so, someone else. So that showed me it was a poverty spirit, right? Because sometimes it's not so much what people being mad about something you have or a breakthrough you received, but it's more about them comparing themselves with someone else and then saying, well, somehow I didn't get that. So I, I don't think they should have that. And that's really the socialist agenda. You and know, God is trying to expose it. I'm going to tell you this about, uh, there's a scripture that God's been really pummeling into my spirit for a couple of years now, but no pastor I've heard have ever heard teach on this. And I teach on it from time to time. Now, Jesus himself with his own mouth said, you know, he's talking about money and sometimes it's translated unrighteous and mammon. It just means money. Yeah. He said, he told the people make friends using unrighteous money make friends with money so that when money fails, you'll have eternal. And he talks about they'll welcome they, that you gave that you sowed into with using unrighteous money. They'll work, welcome you into eternal places. In other words, it's almost, it's almost a promise that who you sowed in using unrighteous money will end up thanking you when they're in the kingdom someday. It's crazy. Nobody preaches on that, but he flat out said it. And, and so people would say, well, Steve, you should have sowed it into the kingdom of God. I did. I made friends with unrighteous money, so they will welcome me into the kingdom of God. When I, you know, and there's no doubt. There's no doubt you follow the Spirit on it. And you know, yeah. Steve, anytime you follow the Spirit, the Lord's ways are higher. Yeah. You know, we think you know with our brains sometimes it's like there's a way that seems right, but then there's a way that is is right, and and the way that is right is what we're shooting for. And that's when you listen for God, you have a heart that desires to obey him even before you've heard him speak. Yeah. And then because you desire to obey him before you've heard him, then you have ears then to hear what he's saying. And then you follow the prompting of the spirit when the unction comes, not later, because delayed obedience is disobedience. But when you hear God and you respond quickly before the enemy comes to say, did he really say yeah. get you the doubt waiver and not expect to receive anything. Instead, it's like God's like, hey, I'm speaking all the time, but not everybody's tuning in. I'm speaking all the time, but not everybody's listening and following the instruction. But when you desire to be led of the spirit, which is what makes us sons and daughters of God, he said the sons and daughters of God will be led by the spirit. You can't follow the spirit if you don't hear what the spirit is saying. So the, the point is there's a lot of people teaching that you don't hear God outside the Bible. It's false teaching. The truth yeah. is, is our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still doing what he's always done. He doesn't have laryngitis. He's still speaking today, <laughs> and he's Good. speaking loud and clear. And you know what's so great about God is he actually wants you to hear his voice. And he said, my sheep do hear my voice. And as strangers, they won't follow. So practice listening for God. Practice engaging him with a question. Uh, practice following the Spirit. And get so used to stepping out on a limb and trusting it won't break. So you can begin to bear some monstrous fruit for the yeah. glory of God. So good. You're such a good teacher on that because you're not only a good teacher just expositing the word, but you live and breathe it. And probably more than anyone that I know, because you're always got the next story. I just did this and I obeyed God. And I mean, I'm telling you, I was worried that you might be some kind of crazy if you're just going away. And I don't mean really crazy, but that you were kind of out in front of your skis. Maybe you 
you, your wife is in and you are at the church and God suddenly tells you to drive over here and buy this building in which you have no money. You know, I'm still learning all the time through you and through many people like you. And you said it a minute ago. You said, respond now, right away before the enemy takes it and steals it away. You know, we, it's like that's the key. When you said that, I thought that's the single most important thing you said. When you think God said something, respond now. Yeah, I, I call mean, it be. I call it being a first responder. Oh, that's you know, it's good. Like, because the Lord, the Bible says he searches to and fro looking for the faithful few that will carry out his purpose. Not everyone's going to say yes to God. So, you know, he's still got to get it done on the earth because we're his hands and feet. So he just chooses someone else to bless. So he's blessing the people who are willing to obey him. And most people are trying to figure out how to get the reward without the uh, without the uh, response. Um, but the responsibility is the ability to give response. And if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, and Jesus is the word who became flesh, then we really have to learn from people who actually hear God how to begin to hear God better. And what's happening, Steve, is all over the world, people are going to teachers that are teachers of the gospel, teachers of the of the Bible that don't really hear God outside the Bible. Cessationalists are training them. You can't trust what you're hearing. You know, the, 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 you know and the, re the reality is, is, you know, I don't trust people who don't hear God themselves relationally. If we're Christians, then we, we learn to hear God's voice, whether we're getting dreams or visions or or whether we're hearing it through the Bible and he's confirming it through people who, you know, hear his voice. But there's a lot of ways that we can learn to hear God and tap in. Uh, me, I just think it's so fun and adventurous. Like, man, I'm excited to see what he'll do next. I mean, right now I'm getting ready to go spend some time on the river. And I come over here, you know, for my 50th birthday, ask the Lord for land and nice. sale and for my 50th, you know, and the Lord said, yeah, go shopping. Well, again, I didn't have the money to buy this land, but I, I picked a, a large chunk of land, riverfront mountaintop. I asked really? God for it. Yeah. I asked the Lord for it. I said, Lord, I really like to have this land. Could I have it? And the Lord said, yes, you can. And I said, well, well, praise the Lord. You know, I was excited. So <laughs> I, as soon as I would. I was traveling and my wife says, honey, she goes, what are you doing? I said, well, um, you know, the, this land deal, and it's a long story. I won't tell the whole story, but the bottom line is we paid off the land and we have mountaintop and riverfront on the Yakima River, which is known worldwide for the best fly fishing in really in the world. This is some of the uh, most, um, you know, incredible, like, trout that you've ever seen in your life or in this day they're like salmon sized trout and and so my my friend who's a ceo for a company that i serve as a pastor um one of the leaders there and he says nathan he goes nathan you you have to recognize that you got land on the yakima river he goes this wow. is a world famous river for fishing and he goes do you realize that's the biggest trout in the world are in this river and I go, no, not really. I didn't know that. I said, I was just happy to have a place on the river. So I'm getting ready after the broadcast. We're going to go over to the river and just chill and hang out and get some rest. I mean, I just came back from France and God was moving in, in France. And I'm so glad to be back. And, you know, now we're starting up tent revival. So I'm going to be busy again. But I was just asking the Lord, like, you know, could I just have this place for my 50th birthday? And he said, yes. And then I said, well, what do I do? He says, just put in an offer. The same thing. So same I just thing, put in no, an offer. Did, is this another thing? I don't have the money? I didn't have the money to buy it. I just asked God. And so then I put in an offer, a full price offer, and I was going to try to figure it out. And, you know, what's the next step is all I need, right? And um, anyway, 
the, the realtor refused to, um, you know, to open the gate so that I could go in and do my feasibility study. She was actually rude trying to scare me off. And I didn't know why she would do that. And I asked the Lord about it. And the Lord says, because she's being greedy and wants both sides of the commission. And you brought your own realtor, which means she'd have to split it. And she knows what an easy property it is to sell. And so she's trying to get you to go away by being rude. And so he said, so um, that's what's happening. Well, I just withdrew my offer. And then the next day, somebody else put an offer on it. And I'm like, Lord, that's supposed to be my land. And it looks like somebody else is moving in. And Lord, what do I do? And he says, don't worry, it's not over. And I said, well, Lord, I need you to blow out that other deal because I asked you for that land and you said I could have it and I'm your son and I want to use that property to raise up the next gen, teach him to hunt fish and read the Bible and eat meat and shoot guns and rip up the dirt. I was excited (laughs) about it. And you know what the Lord said? He goes, I got you. I go, Lord, I just want to see you blow out that other deal. Whatever you have to do, they're trying to manipulate. Um, That realtor is trying to be greedy. I said, I know you don't want to honor that. I said, I'm just asking to blow it out, whatever you got to do. I get a message a month later. Now I'm I'm supposed to be out of the deal altogether. Um, the riverfront property is it it appears to be gone and no hope for for me to get it. And all of a sudden I get a phone call. Hey, are you still interested in that riverfront property? I'm like, well, yeah. And they said, well, the 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 bridge freakishly just blew out for the first time in history. The bridge blew out. I said, what do you mean the bridge blew out? Yeah, the big truck came and it it. If the bridge broke down and, and now they're going to, nobody can get to their homes. People are having to grocery in there, you know, on boats to get over there because the bridge was out. And remember I said, blow out the other deal. He blew out the whole bridge so that I'd be back in first position. And now we own that property debt free, Steve. And it was because God orchestrated the details and he brought justice. Just like the word says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. He's about to put Washington state, every single state, our whole nation is hinging in the balance of justice. And God told me he's about to bring justice. Biden is going to get yanked out like a bad habit. I'm just telling the truth right now. And Trump, the rightful president is about to get reinserted and wow. what they tried to do to him and this whole, all the nonsense of the insurrection and, and all this nonsense trying to paint him into a corner and the indictment. And I mean, all of it is playing right into the, the words that have been prophesied by many who have even been on your show. So I'm excited to see the results. I'm excited to see faith rewarded. I'm excited for God to back those he's been speaking through that hear the word of the Lord. And my goodness, our nation will be brought back into agreement and alignment with God's plan to pour his spirit out on all flesh. You know, and that thing, I hope, I know all the people, I shouldn't say I hope because I know what's going on. People are being completely, their faith is skyrocketing right now as they're hearing these stories. God cares. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell as you were just saying that, I felt like the Lord wants me to tell this. I'll tell a short version of this. This is back. Uh, before the Elijah list had started, okay, more than 26 years, almost 30 years ago, we were so poor. We had moved from Florida back to the to Washington State, believe it or not, at that time. We lived in Vancouver, uh, Washington, went to a church there, and we were so poor, and, and our car didn't have tags, and I didn't have my license renewed after moving there, which is illegal in Washington. They get you big. And, and, we were going to be in deep trouble if anything happened. We didn't have two nickels to run together, and I'm serious. 
And uh, I went to church and the lady prophesied over me. And I was open to that. I, I loved hearing people prophesy, but I wasn't doing it myself. Yeah. In those days. And she says, Steve, I don't know why I'm saying this, but God's light is shining all over you today. And I go, okay, that's a neat word. I liked it. I didn't know what it meant, but okay. That I, was, I wasn't negative or skeptical. I just didn't know what it meant, but it sounded good. So I, was, I received it. We get in our car. We're taking a, a neighborhood girl who we brought with us to church home. We're making these turns, and a cop car call, uh, come, comes up behind us, and it starts following us. And I'm going, we're going, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. God is good all the time, all that stuff, thinking if we praise the Lord. The, <laughs> he just kept following us, and every turn we made, finally his lights go on, and he stops us, and uh he comes up to the window and he, and he says, uh, can I have your license, please? And and he says, um, I see your, your license is from the state of Texas, and you, uh, but your plates in the back are from Florida. Can you explain this? And, I, and the license it hadn't expired, but I, that, that two violations. And he says, and your plates are from Florida. Can I see your, uh, your registration and proof of insurance? Because you have to have insurance, or that's a huge one. And I pulled it out and I said, oh. This one's expired. I promise you it's at home. It wasn't expired, but I had I didn't have it with it. It was a triple violation. He goes, uh-huh, uh-huh. He goes back to the car and makes some calls. And he says, and he comes over here and he says, I'm gonna sorry, I'm gonna have to write you a citation for these things. It was gonna be probably over a thousand dollars. We had no money. And and you hear right at that point, I hear this radio go, <laughs> he gets interrupted. He says, excuse me, I'll be right back. Um, and, and he comes back and says, listen to this quote, I quote, this is out of the first thing out of his mouth. God's light is shining all over you today. The exact phrase I had just been given minutes before at the church, the cop says out of his mouth, God's light is shining all over you today. I got to, there's a fender bender right around the corner from this. I got to go, but don't let this happen again. And he walked <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, the reason I thought about that, because you said the bl the bridge blew out, and I'm thinking, yeah, thank you, God, for giving the guy a fender, but I can't say God did that. All I can say is it worked out. It worked out. And did God cause the bridge to blow out? Probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He had <laughs> just been orchestrated. Yeah. Did God cause the fender better? Probably, you know. Yeah, but, Absolutely. I mean, and, and it's so fun to see God orchestrate details. Yeah. Um, you know, th this Sunday um, at the church, um, I was preaching and all of a sudden the Lord says, um, he says, I want you to prophesy. So I just stopped talking and and I started to just say what God was telling me to say. I don't remember what it was, um, but it was it was a powerful moment. And somebody just sent sent me um, the audio, audio of what I had prophesied and I was I felt the the power of God you know surging through those words from God and there's something about just when you get to a place where you reverence God and under the fear of the Lord which is the beginning of wisdom seven spirits of God characteristics attributes um character the the seventh one mentioned remember is the fear of the Lord and God is restoring the fear of the Lord all across the world right now. Mm. And what's happening is people are beginning to hear God and be led by God because of the, uh, the seventh, seventh one mentioned the attribute of the fear of the Lord. And so the characteristic of God in the fear of the Lord is when you reverence him 
to that point where you're willing to put aside your own plan to do his will, my goodness, that is where we all must get to and live. Because if we can live in the fear of the Lord, not only will the wisdom pour out where you have the ability to choose because knowledge puffs up, wisdom builds up. Wisdom in itself is the characteristic of the nature of God. And it was the most important thing to Solomon. Remember when he prayed for wisdom, the Lord told me, pray for wisdom every day and I'll give it to you freely. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And so I ask God for wisdom as often as I think of it. And, you know, wisdom gives you the ability to choose. Remember the one one woman who she claimed that, that the baby was her and the other woman said, no, the baby's mine. And Solomon said, well, let's just cut the baby in two and we'll give you each a half. And the real mother said, no, 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 you give it to her. And that's how he found out the real mother. There's something about when you recognize God's ways and the wisdom of God and how it's being revealed through those who will take time to listen to him and to go intimate, not fear of intimacy, not running from God because of sin consciousness, but running to God who would do anything for you, who loves you and 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 wants to give you the desire of your heart. He put it there in 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 you to reward it, not to withhold something. And then he said, I'll withhold no thing no thing from those who diligently seek me, no good thing. And I love this about knowing the ways of God, that we serve a big God and a mighty father and a and a total lover, like the source of all love, who's watching us and waiting to assist us to get it done for him and to be conduits of the kingdom and bring his word forth. And so, you know, okay. you get the fear of the Lord, you start wanting to speak what God is saying. And this is what he keeps telling me is Nathan, Don't be um, afraid to miss it, but instead reverence me so that you can't. That's good. I got to ask you this question. There's, I I can hear a lot of people out there saying, I want this. I believe this. I'd love this for myself. But every time I go to the Lord um, to start to practice that, because I believe in practicing, I believe in trying it. Every time I start these thoughts about the Lord knows this, area of my life I'm still working on. The Lord knows this. The Lord, I've got impatience. I yelled at the kids today. You know, my husband and I have, uh, you know, we're not very close and we haven't been nice to each other lately. So how can I try this when I've got all these areas I'm still a mess at? What would you say? Well, I mean, I would say learn to hear from people who hear God. Learn, you know, by the books, like I write books on hearing God. That's my favorite topic because it's what changed my life from being just a religious form guy, um, you know, learning the word of God just enough to be dangerous and use it as a weapon against people, um, you know, and then you come into a real relationship where you know that you know God, where you walk closely in intimacy and you're all of a sudden there's this unlocking of the great adventure where it's not predictable anymore and it's not yeah. a form. It's it's actually just like so much fun. And I'm so drill, I'm going to drill down on this just a little bit because um, I'm not sure you quite answered the question. Someone's struggling and they know they're not perfect. They know areas. And how I, I get to buy the books and, and I do encourage that, but they want to practice now. Does God want to speak to you when you've got a couple areas you haven't worked out yet? Does God still want to speak to you yeah, now yeah, we have in to the get- moment? Yeah, we have to get it out of our thinking that we have to be perfect before we can accomplish something lasting and beneficial. The reality is, is God 
chose you since the beginning of time. He foreknew and predestined each one. He's accepted us in the beloved. We've been adopted in the family. We're a part of the royal chief. Uh, priesthood uh, we've been you know seated in heavenly places as joint heirs and co-laborers and so yeah you have to be able to recognize that he is grace grace is a person law was given through moses grace came by jesus once you know grace is a person then you're not afraid of him you come to him as you are and in the process of sanctification you let him perfect you as the author and the perfecter of our faith and so he begins to speak to you and what i love to teach people to do is Get the ear blockers out. Spiritual pride is an ear blocker. Lack of surrender blocks the ears. Uh, You know, a a heart that's not surrendered uh, can be hard. And God said, I'll give you a new heart. Uh, I'll take out a heart of stone, put in a new heart of flesh. One that you can feel and experience and encounter. And so there's a lot of layers to the onion. But what I know about God is he said it simply If you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Knock and keep knocking and the door will be open. That's a promise. He said, my sheep hear my voice. Another promise. And so we have to know that we hear him and then know also that the stranger's job is to convince us that we're not going to hear, that we're going to waste time. And the reality is, is no time spent with God is a waste of time. Get intimate. Don't be intimidated and let God unlock his voice within you and be willing to do what he says even before you've heard. And practice makes perfect. Pursue him actively from hunger and from diligence that he can reward. That's good. You know, I want to share something that God showed me a number of years ago, and it's been so helpful through the years, because this is what he said. He pointed out the scripture that says, you know, where it says, come boldly before the throne of grace, where you find where you will find both grace and mercy in your hour of need. If you have a need, that means things aren't perfected yet in your life. You have a need. And, and God said, let me tell you what it means to come boldly before the throne of grace. If with the stuff you still have in your life, junk that you're trying to get rid of you boldly come that means that people that know you're coming to me like that with what you have that you're still working on they would be tempted to say well that takes a lot of boldness to come before (laughs) god with your stuff and god said that's what that means it means you come to me no matter what step you have and you seek my help to get to jettison and to work on we're going to work on this together you know so Anyway, good stuff. Good stuff, Nathan. Yeah. Um, well, And the righteous will be bold as lions. The righteous yeah. will be bold as lions. So you have to actually know that you're righteous in God. Because in Christ, if, you yeah. think you're, yeah, if you think you're righteous only because of what you do, then that actually leads to self-righteousness, which is spiritual pride. But if you recognize he did it, and now it's done. He gave us a gift of salvation. He gave us a gift of righteousness. And then he said the righteous will take it by force. And the righteous are as bold as lions. So one of the keys to not being afraid, um, the spirit of fear or timidity, um, is really to be perfected by the love of God, where you get emboldened knowing you're not only adopted and accepted, but that you've been pre-approved in advance, even as we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, proving we had nothing to do with it. It was like he performed for us, gave it to us so we can't boast we did anything. And then he says, now you're free to go and do the work of the ministry. And so being used as a minister of the gospel is what actually causes you to, um, you know, to become mature. And most people are not allowed to minister until they're mature. 
but you don't get mature without actually starting to minister. So instead of, instead of like um, making excuses for why you can't fulfill the great commission and seeing it more of as, as a suggestion, just start going out and learn the great commission. You'll go into all the world and preach the gospel and bring the good news, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, you know, cast out devils. You know, if you'll learn this is, is part of like, people ask me all the time, what do you think God is calling me to do? And it always goes back to listen, hear, and obey. And you should automatically, you don't need a word from the Lord to, to, to go out and be a harvester and start winning souls because you win souls is wise. It's not the work of the evangelist, just like praying is not the work of the intercessor. It's the work of the believer. Every believer can be empowered. Every believer can move in the gifts and bear the fruit. And it's super fun. And if you're not doing it now, if no one's gotten saved because of you in the last year, God flowing through you, then go get somebody saved. Go practice and get perfected in it as you overcome the fear of man that's a snare and you face it to teach fear. It's no longer going to be your trainer. Sounds good. Now, hey, Nathan, um, let me have you pray for the people. And then when you're done, I'm going to have you share about your books and all of that. So okay. um, pray and get whatever God gives you. Just Yeah. So, okay. It. Pray this prayer with me because I know a lot of you, you know, you, you have been pouring out and some of you, I know, feel tired. Others, some of you feel fatigued and, and even you're, you're doing good deeds and those things and you feel tired or weary from, from these, these good things you've been doing. Let's pray for refreshing, but let's yeah. all pray this. Just say, Jesus, I got to have more of you. <laughs> so I'm asking for more. This is a great thing you can do to show hunger is just more God, more of you. I must decrease that you could increase in me and just say, I surrender completely to you. Yeah. I give you all the cares. I give you all my worries and stresses, any fear, failure. I, I lay that at your feet, father. And I ask you to be the Lord of my life. Yeah. Every area of my life from this day forward, I just surrender completely. And I ask you to surround me now and fill me to overflowing with your Holy Spirit. Yes, and baptize me in your passion and fire and by your Holy Spirit. I receive this fresh baptism of fire by faith. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit right now by faith. And Lord, I thank you for unlocking me for miracles, signs, and wonders yeah. that follow those who believe. In Jesus' name, I forgive myself and I forgive all those who hurt me through the blood of Jesus. And I repent and I confess all sin, known or unknown, through the blood of Christ. God is healing somebody from migraines. Uh, Steve, I saw migraines. You know, there's somebody who's got something going on in the stomach area. It's like knots. It's a spirit of fear. I rebuke it. I command it to loose you mm. and get out. Spirit of fear, leave the people right now in Jesus' name. I rebuke you and I command you to loose that woman and get out of her belly. Put your hand on your belly, ma'am, and just say, I'm being healed. God's delivering me of the spirit of fear. And somebody else, like I'm seeing something in your back, like somebody has a, I saw a lump. God's taking the lump and dissolving it. Steve, you'll hear about it later. Uh, also, I'm seeing somebody with knee problems and God's taking those knees and healing them. So you'll be able to kneel before him again. And also there's somebody with feet pain. I don't know if it was called neuropathy, but we cancel the neuropathy in Jesus' name. Feet, I command you, be healed in the name of Jesus. And I release healing angels by faith uh, to go forth and begin to touch, touch, touch the people. And Father, I thank you for pouring your spirit out on all flesh. 
Sons and daughters will prophesy. Old men will dream dreams. Young men will see visions. And the massive outpouring of the Holy Spirit that we've been waiting for, this revival unto awakening, the revolution has begun. The, the, the restoration plan for America has already been initiated. And my goodness, there is a covert operation where you're going to start seeing in the next several weeks, you're going to see a, a cleansing a cleansing, a cleansing, a healing for the nation and a full exposure of hidden darkness. Even with the current administration, you're going to watch more and more come out and it's going to be impossible to hide all of the deep destruction in the deep state. And God is truly draining the swamp and preparing to return the rightful leaders into our nation. Wrong leaders are going to be plucked like little plants in clay pots, and right leaders are coming in. The Lord says, I'm taking back the ground. That's what God's saying. I'm taking back the ground. It does not belong to my opposer. It does not belong to the stranger. It does not belong to the thief. I'm taking back what is rightfully mine, says the Lord. And I'm going to use you who say yes to me. As you listen for me, you will hear my voice. And mm. as you hear and follow my prompting, I will put things in order in your house, in the White House, and in the nation. Hallelujah. 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 That's so good. So good. Now, Nathan, talk. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you very much. Uh, go ahead and talk about the books that people can get from you. Anything? Okay. Like yeah. So if you guys, by the way, thank you for all of you who have partnered with us in ministry from all over the world, whether it's Nathan French Ministries, or if you've been partnered with Awaken the Planet for the Harvest, uh, or you've been partnering with us at the Rock Revival Center. Um, just thank you um, because you make the ministry possible. I can jump in an airplane and fly anywhere in the world. I don't need to get an offering uh, to be able to do that. And it's because I have generous supporters all over the world. Thank you. If you've been supporting us, uh, if you want information about our ministry or how you can partner, uh, you just go on the website, my personal ministry page. If you want to jot this down, um, it's Nathan uh, French ministries.com. That's Nathan French ministries.com. And you can go on there. You can sew into it. You can partner with us. Uh, it's a small fee, and you get all of my books on hearing God. Uh, the whole series will be sent to you free of charge, about a thousand powerful packed pages of just life-giving testimonies and revelation. And so find out the ear blockers, get them out of the way, get the activators in, and you will hear God very, very clearly. Also, um, Awaken the Planet events. Uh, it's awakentheplanet.com if you want information about upcoming Awaken the Planet unifying events for the body of Christ. That's awakentheplanet.com. Uh, yes, and you can find and, and, out about tent revivals on there as well. We'll be yeah, posting. Yeah, the tent revivals, they could, they could get me. Talk about this right here. Is that, okay, the tent revival, thing? guys, is you can see it on the screen. Awaken the Planet. Uh, we'll be there this week again, Friday and Saturday. And uh, at Ocean City, right by Ocean Shores, it's right off the main Highway 109 going into Ocean City. And it's the school. And it's on the right-hand side. You'll see the sign. And uh, you are invited to join us. People are coming, putting out tents. They're camping out. I, I laugh. I say it's not about past tents. It's about present tents and future tents because God's taking back America. And the gun the gun things, you're going to see a lot of these laws overturned a lot, just like Roe versus Wade. A lot of this drag queen teaching in the libraries, you're going to see it so exposed and shut down. The Satanists are so discouraged. A whole bunch of them are getting saved. 
And I believe that God's going to continue to pour out. So just keep um, keep us in prayer. Come join us at the tent in any of these meetings. I know you'll be blessed. God truly is doing a, a work down at the ocean. Amazing stuff. Uh, Nathan, thank you so much. Well, this is very uplifting, upbuilding, good teaching. Love, love, it, love the stories. You know, Jesus taught with stories, and that's how that's how it gets right into a person's spirit and soul, isn't it? So, all right. Well, thank you so much, Nathan. We appreciate it. Remember that David Herzog will be with us tomorrow. We actually record him this afternoon, but you'll see him tomorrow. He's another Nathan. He's just living, breathing the stuff, just like Nathan does. So you're going to get two days in a row of this stuff. So love you, very, Steve. Love you, man. See you later then. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Be blessed. Bye, everybody. Over 7 million people in Uganda lack access to safe, clean water. But you are changing that statistic by providing access to clean water. But there is still a need. There are still many who don't have access to clean water. Would you continue to help bring clean water to the beautiful people of Uganda? Donate today online at ElijahStreams.com. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.